What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Four Fifth Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well out there. It is, uh, we are in July already. This year, as shitty as it's been, is fucking flying by. I'm Matt. We got Jesse, the J-Lo. Go birds. Looking slim and trim, bro. You're looking good, brother. Looking good. We got the Wild Bill. Mm-hmm. Going on, bro. Good evening. And, and we got the Big John Stud. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How you guys doing? It's been a little bit again. I mean, I, I know we've been trying. I think we've been. I think quarantine is has has hit us to the point where we're we're finding the itch to to get out and try to do some stuff outdoors as much as po- as, as much as we can. Whether it be cycling, whether it be you know spending a lot of quality time down the down the shore, um, going to the Midwest, you know, checking out those. There's Menards bargains, you know, and and hitting up lakefront properties. So uh, we've we've had a lot of the forfeit crew. Although we have not been uh, recording a lot lately, we have been out and about and experiencing things. So that when we do come back and record, we have a lot to report, right, fellas? Giving you a lot of content for our listeners. A lot of content. And um, you know, in our travels and our experiences, we've seen that. You know, um, things are trying to reopen again, right? Um, and one of which is the world of sports. And it looks like you know a, a lot of those, a lot of the wait is 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 soon going to be coming to an end. We have uh, NBA basketball coming back. We have uh, some MLB action coming back. We have MLS. I believe the Union won their first game, if I'm not mistaken, right? So yep. we are currently undefeated, which is very good in the city of Philadelphia. I'll take that any time, well, whether it's, it's just it's, one game. it's Well, no, the, it's weird because these games, I think, are going to be weighted towards the regular season, but this is like a, a tournament. Okay. So we won the first game in the tournament. Okay. Well, I, hey, man, I'll take it. But with that being said, two teams have already been removed from the tournament because of COVID. Because of COVID. And a bunch of games have already been postponed. So I'm going to say there's like a 50-50 chance that the tournament even <coughs> finishes. Finishes. Well, I mean, here's the trying, right? I mean, they're out there giving it their, giving it their best. And you know what? If it doesn't, if it doesn't uh, finish, it's, you know, hopefully it's, it's for the safety of the players and the people involved. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I, I guess the, 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 the scumbag side of me thinks that once they ask you, the teams that were infected and are eliminated, does that help the union's chances? Um, they, they're going to have to reseed the um, – they're going to have to reseed the tournament like or the brackets now. But uh, not this round, but maybe the next round. But, like, the teams that are, the teams that are out weren't um, – weren't like the juggernauts right okay so because you know that's one of the things that like comes to my mind especially um when it comes to nba action because of the way that you know nba um you know just because of the way the nba structured the rest of the league it's like um it's like how how does this help or hinder the sixers you know i mean 
Is it, you know, will the Lakers get infected with COVID, God forbid, and, you know, or the or, or another big player like the Clippers or, like, say, like, something happens with the Bucks to where, like, enough players don't feel safe and then they're just, like, you know, um, they're, like, I'm out, we're out, we can't compete, and then does that help the Sixers in a weird, fucked-up way, you know? Um I don't know. I mean, how do you guys even feel confident? Like Jesse said, do you guys even feel confident that the Sixers or or the Phillies or the Union are even going to get you know their seasons in? Even still, I I would be shocked if these things go off. Like every day, Florida. It's like you you see on the news. Like every day, it's like oh, Florida just sent another record. Florida just sent another record. Like. It's just getting worse and worse and worse out there, man. And and I'll be shocked if if they can if they can do it. I I mean, if anybody can, it'd probably be ba- uh, basketball, just because the rosters aren't as big and everybody's down there. Right. And the NBA has just a little bit more money to do this right than MLS does. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think know. I think it'll be a big key for for the NBA to get it right. I think that'll help the NHL. I think that'll even help MLB. And then I think MLB is going to be the Kickstarter for the NFL. So if at least two out of those, you know, three can get it right, I think, I think NFL will be okay. But I find it very hard to believe that not, you know, not a, a maid or a cook or a referee will be able to stay in the bubble in the NBA and, and, and be safe with everything going on in, the, in, the, in Florida right now. I, I just don't see it, but I think the players will be okay as long as they stay within what they need to do. Right. Well, and that's always a concern too, right? It, yeah. yeah. And, and this is a little left to center of that, but like, it's just weird. Cause like, I think it was Goodell or I don't know whoever announces the rules. I think Goodell uh, said after the games, there'll be no Jersey swaps or like, handshakes or play we're like praying together like you have to get to the game you got to just leave the field it's like for 60 minutes these guys are laying on top of each other <laughs> and then after the game it's like no yeah yeah line right there. <laughs> yeah like that, already, that extra 10 minutes worth of time is actually gonna like do uh do make any sort of difference and the players like, are already like, pissed off about it and yeah. Jesse, isn't it like in baseball you can't spit? You're not supposed to spit at all. Yeah, and the players yeah. like <laughs> spitting playing baseball our entire fucking life. You scratch, you scratch your nuts, <laughs> you spit, and you grab a bat. It's the three things you do in baseball. And it's right. almost like telling us not to like blink our eyes. Well, and yeah, that's especially what I like. for baseball players, it's like how many of these guys like have dip in their lip? So it's like, hold on, hold on. You told us we couldn't dip, and now you're telling us we can't even spit. Yeah, like it's. The one, the, like I think, it was, I forget what one of our relievers is. He's like, I'm screwed. He's like, I don't even know how to breathe without spitting. Like basically, he's like, and and I mean, I guess they're gonna have to have probably some leniency, but maybe not to set a point early. So I wonder how they're gonna like police that. Like, what happens if you're a pitcher? What if Nola's in the sixth inning, fucking shut out two hitter, and this fucking hocks the loop because he doesn't realize you're out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, dude. It's like what the fuck? He kind of just has like. A momentary lapse of like I'm just used to cognitive doing this. Oh wait, am I allowed to? Shit, like so that's what's gonna. And then like obviously, then you got the bigger fish to fry, which are fantasy football leagues. What are you gonna uh, do if you're like top picks go out with the, like get sick? You're screwed, buddy. 
You better have well, good good replacements. Well, not just that. Like, you're not gonna. There's gonna be really no OTAs, no preseason, no training. Like, how are you gonna know to even who to grab? Guys it, are gonna get hurt from that too, probably from not normal training. Like, their bodies aren't gonna be. This is 2020. Yeah, you're gonna one see of those so many soft tissue injuries. It's not even funny. Speaking of soft t- tissue injuries, we got our man Djax making headlines. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, he, he's one big. One big piece of soft tissue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, it, it's that's that's unfortunate. These you guys know, everything. like do good, and they but they don't sometimes like think things through. And it's like I guarantee, as soon as he t- sends somebody either close to him, says something like, "Yo, dude, did you just fucking post that?" And he'd be like, "What?" And then he read it again, like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Like you got to admit, that first two minute period of you know? realizing. You just created a shitstorm, bro. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Like every year during the offseason of the Eagles, you're like, you know what? It would be awesome if we had no controversies. And, you know, the last few years, like we've been pretty good. Like Super Bowl year leading up to it, it really didn't have any issues. You know what I mean? Oh, we had the Carson hype that like he was yeah. our guy, like traded up to get him. Yeah, like, like the, biggest, the biggest thing the year after was like, okay, Nick, Nick's coming back. What can he, you know, Nick's going to take over for Carson. Let's see. And then, like the year after that, it's like, all right, Carson, it's your the keys are yours, and let's rock and roll. And like now, it's like get Carson the weapons, and we went out, and we drafted a bunch of guys, and then like now you're like you feel real good about the team, and they made some really good off season moves, and and now with this pandemic, it's like there's might be some more stuff in the in the in the pipeline coming this week. We keep hearing, and then this happens, and you're like, oh, can we kind of like stay out of the stay out of the shit you know what i mean and, well, I and think every- guys too are probably just so fucking bored being home all the time it's like their phones are in their hands more than normal i mean they're in their hands a lot all of ours just how we live our lives now but it's like yeah. well, the timing, like because they're not practicing the timing yeah. couldn't have been worse too with yeah, everything yeah. that's been happening in the in in the country and you know it's just like john said it's 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 very disappointing and you know i'm just I'm just wondering how it's going to affect the locker room and the season moving forward. You know, when Deshaun came back, the one thing that that I remember him saying when he first initially came back was that, you know, he realizes that he's, you know, he's not the young buck anymore. And he wants to, you know, come back to this to this team that he respects and that he loves and that he never really wanted to leave ultimately. And um he just wanted to, you know, be a role model for these younger guys and and be seen as a leader. And this couldn't have been uh, – uh, he couldn't have done any any worse um, than, 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 than this, you know, yep. in my eyes in terms of setting an example, which is what he ultimately wanted to do. And, you know, and I, I'm one for, you know, giving second chances and, and – and, 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 trying to put myself in other people's shoes nine times out of 10 and, and giving people another chance and, and try to look at things a different way. But, you know, I never had a good uh, feeling about him period, like ever. And this just, unfortunately um, the, you know, the one time that I've, that I've, that I felt like I was proven right, that I wish I was proven wrong on, you know, um, Mm. I just, Never like his character. You know, you always want swagger and you always want confidence in your players, especially from wide receivers and stuff like that. You want you want swagger and confidence in a 
in your in your in your ace pitchers and your and your and your superstar basketball player. But you know, there's a difference between swagger and confidence and just flat out just being a being a dipshit. You kind of, I agree one hundred percent with you, Matt. I think that you you know you got that with To. It's kind of that diva mentality. But but going back to your original, I think maybe it was even Bill's point, like or no, I think it was yours, that you kind of just hope that he learns from this mistake and does positive things to move forward. Like, for example, like a bad example of Michael Vick. You, you know, the guy did did terrible things. He did his time. I think it's he, a good example, John, because what has Michael Vick done since then? Right, he's done nothing wrong. But but I, I think I like know of. You know, I, think, I, mean, I think the whole Julian Edelman reaching out was a, was an awesome thing, and I hope that Deshaun takes him up on it. And to be honest with you guys, I kind of hope that like like ESPN or NFL Films gets with them, and maybe they do like a a two hour series about it, and they document it, and it educates people because I think that this is a this is a very tough time right now in our society, and I think that we could not take advantage of it, but like it could educate a bunch of different people on different cultures and i think that i think that it would be great to get like a like a, a two-hour special that people could sit down with their families and kids and children and, and and watch and understand things i think that i think that would be great take advantage of the situation learn from it and sort of grow from it i think that'll help out not only you know deshaun and other and, and other people you know everyday people like you know myself or 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 other people that you know, might not understand certain cultures and this, that, and the other thing. I think, I think that would be great for, for everyone, the NFL, the Eagles, Deshaun, and, every, and the society as a whole. So, John, what you're saying is Julian, Deshaun Jackson, hit up Forfeit Podcast. We, we will bring you on for a two-hour special, <laughs> and we will, we will do an episode. Hit us up. Forfeitpod at gmail.com or on well, social medias well, and we'll Ju- get it done. Well, Julian sort of like said, like, listen, we'll, I, we'll get together. We'll go to Washington, DC. We'll chip, we'll hit up the Holocaust museum. And then Sean, we'll, we'll go to a, um, a museum of African-American culture and we'll sit down and we'll have burgers and we'll, we'll have a, those hard discussions. And I think honestly, like I, I even if you guys remember like back in the day when there was a, there was an argument between two people and like president Obama brought the two guys to the white house and they had beers over it and they took pictures of it and all that other stuff. But like, it would be nice to like have a special on it because not, there's no sports on TV right now. It would be nice to get these two guys together in the culture and time that we're in now to educate people of all the stuff. I think it would, I think it would just be great, but yeah, if you want to come on forfeit, we'll do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, we got bills to pay. So That's yeah, right. come on on. Right, come on on, man. We got it's, it's, it's. Hopefully, it. Hopefully, it gets everyone sort of understands what's going on and, and 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 learns from it. But then we can sort of like educate and move forward, and like we can have a an NFL season. And and hopefully, with this big news coming out this week, I'm sort of excited. Like I don't know what it is. I feel like it's like I feel like Christmas is this week, and we're gonna find out like what presents we got because. The rumors are there's there's some good big things in the pipeline for the Eagles, and I'm kind of excited. I don't know about you guys. It it really depends on who it is. Like if if it's if it's Peters coming back to play guard, okay, that's cool. We don't have a guard for this year. Um, if it's because Dillard can't play, that that's just infuriating. Um, 
I mean, I've heard rumors that it's the the one the one corner from the Jets that hasn't signed his contract yet. It could be him. It uh, it could be Jamal Adams. It could be uh, Clowney uh, in Gawkway. Like I, I don't know. Like maybe how he's thinking. Hey, man, if there's if if college football <coughs> screwed up this year, maybe I maybe I punt a pick that isn't going to be worth much to a team and and take a shot on the guy but maybe it is that kid from the jags you know there was a rumor that's a first rounder and like you said you punt it you know and and there you go your off your defensive line looks uh but still stacked the the problem is he was at, he was angling to get money now and they probably won't be able to figure that out until next year when they know what the cap is going to happen after this whole COVID thing and what, you know, signings and cuts the Eagles are going to have to make, like, is he going to be happy coming to a better team and a better organization and not getting his money? Yeah. Well, it looks and like that, one of the other rumors is Lo- Logan Ryan to, to join our secondary Berlin, New Jersey zone, Berlin, New Jersey zone. Love it. Yes. You know what? I, I find it, it's interesting. I, and I, I hope it, it's not LaShawn McCoy. That was the other one that I was going to bring up. LaShawn McCoy as a as our third string uh, running back would be oh. an interesting one as well. <clears throat> I don't know how I don't know how he would like that, but third stringer. No, in the Shady's time, he he's I, I I have no issue with him being in the Hall of Fame, and I'd hope you wear an Eagles jersey in. But his time here has ended. And not that he couldn't maybe be of some value to young guys like Miles and Boston, because Boston's a pretty young guy too. I don't know. I just feel like that's just another heavy presence in the locker room when we're kind of going a different direction. And would yeah. anyone be would anyone be stoked if we land Devontae Freeman? Because that's I'm, another I'm rumor. Okay, but I, I got all my eggs in the basket. I think this is a Miles Sanders bust out year. And Boston Scott's going to be our Darren Sproles like we missed, like we had in 17. That he's going to come in for a series here and there and crush it, you know, and be an adequate backup. Like, I think we, I mean, we can talk nuts and bolts. I have no problem doing that. But I think forget on paper just what these guys can do. The only X factor is and the big one is health. But Alshon comes back healthy. Him, Deshaun, I don't care if you put Rager or I – mean, well, Rager's going to play behind Deshaun, but – I know we're. I, I know Greg Ward supposedly our starting slot guy, and they like him a lot in the slot. Don't forget Marquise Goodwin. And yeah. I, I mean, he's on the outside, but you put that together with Ertz and Goddard and Sand. Like this is this is literally a thirty-five plus point offense. Like this is thirty a game. Like defense just needs to make a couple stops in the game, but we're winning games thirty-five to twenty-two, twenty-six, like all day, like. This is going to be a big year for this. Here we go, John. Twelve and four. Twelve and four. <laughs> we start. When are we starting the uh, the uh, uh, game countdown as to what our uh, record's going to be? Well, let's just let's just make it out of training camp. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. training camp, and once the season's officially a go, I'll bre- I, we can we'll do our breakdowns. I mean, that's the one thing that the NFL has going for them is a little bit, not much, but they do have a little bit of time on their side, right? Sure. To, to see numbers kind of get better, you know, hopefully not get worse. 
And, you know, that, that that's the scary thing is when we're moving into prime NFL season, we're supposed to be having this predicted, you know, second wave of COVID that where we could just, we could all be in like, you know, hardcore lockdown again. So. Now I, I, I feel like we're headed in that direction. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like we've already, we've, We've done no favors for ourselves and and trying to not go there, but I it's mean, so crazy that we've come this far. Like, why not just hold everybody back through July and then maybe just try to have had August at some point be the restart time, like or like whatever. I'm just saying, like in general, like because seems like we were everybody was heading in the right direction, and then you know, and 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 honestly, I'm not like whatever. Like, do what they they do what they do. I gotta feel like. I, and this is a total uneducated, I mean, uneducated, but no factual basis backup. Like two thirds of these new things are these fucking kids just partying all the time now. Like who never really stop partying, I think, too. And it, I mean, because, again, you can only see clips of it on the news, you know, who the fuck knows. But, you know, it's when I am out for stuff a little bit, you know, because I have been out a little bit more again recently. I didn't see I, I pretty much see like guys either working clearly like in trucks or whatever, or I see kids on the road, like in their twenties and like, like I think these youngins are out there running around like a bunch of dumb skins. And that is the word dumb skins. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, you're right, Bill. And I, and I constantly try to put myself in that position. The older I get, it's like, I try to think back, like, man, if I was 23, 24, you were in the shuctable 25. This time. It's like, like what would my outlook be on this, you know? And it's, it's, yeah, because I remember even when we were going, even the Phillies World Series run, I mean, nothing would have kept me out of a, going to a bar and having beers after work, catching the first four or five innings, and then going back to someone's house and, and, and watching the rest of the game. And that's just what we did. And it's like, were, were we going to let, a, a, you know, for lack of, you know, I'm just thinking of what, how these, you know, everyone who are, it doesn't really th- look at this as a big deal. It's like a little virus, like, like get in the way of me, you know, enjoying my, my twenties and my youth. And yeah, I don't know. You just, you just, your mindset is just totally different. You know, I, I bet that if the younger generation and when I say younger generation, the 16 to 28 year olds, if they if they had an inkling to it being when I say it this pandemic this virus being as serious as it is and not being so lackadaisical, I think they'd have a different mindset on it. I think that I think that kids, to your point, Matt, like they think they're invis- invincible, but you're hearing stories of you know thirty year olds, twenty five year olds get, going to parties and you know, one person's infected and they're inviting 15, 30 guys over Mm -hmm. and to see if this is real or fake. And I think that, you know, once you start finding out that, you know, there are 25 year olds in the ICU, there are 30 year olds in the ICU, there are 40 year olds in the, you know, like that are dying, that are not only dying, but sick. And then like the, the, the scariest part about this disease is not only just the people, I mean, obviously death, the most, most important, but the fact that like these people are getting sick and then having like terrible, side effects afterwards like having terrible scar- lung scarring for years yep. to come like yep. that's a huge issue like would that's you rather just fucking die 
Or would you rather like for the next five years, not be able to walk up the stairs without taking a, you know, like without being out of breath? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's scary. And John, not just that they're saying they're, they're already talking about people that need lung transplants now. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. And now they're finding people that have like permanent brain damage from it. And like, I've, I've read somewhere and it was, it was basically like, it was there, they were equating this to like polio where when this is done, we're going to have an entire s- segment of society that's permanently disabled because of this. And, that, and that's, and that's another whole aspect to, I think why a lot of these professional athletes are very hesitant to, to continue doing their job. Like I, millions of dollars or not, you know, a million, you know, $300 million isn't going to get me a lung transplant. You know what I mean? Like $300 million isn't going to save the new, the new kid on the Sixers squad whose wife just tested positive and has like an, has like a child. Like, of course the guy isn't going to join them in Orlando. Like that's scary shit. And I, and I don't, I don't blame the guy. You know what I mean? No, I don't I mean, I don't think, you know, maybe in very extreme circles, I don't think anybody is looking down upon those who choose not to play. You know, it's, I think everybody has their own reasons to play or not play, but I think that's, you know, you know, they're lucky in a spot. Most of them who are deciding not to play are people who are a little more financially stable. Not saying that if they weren't, they would still choose differently, but a guy like Mike Trout, who I totally get with the kids, you know, when you got 150 mil sitting to the side already, it's like, okay. You know, but when you're Mike Scott, who's got baby mamas to take care of and, you know, and this and that, it's like, I need that check. And so I think that's like anything else that people that go to Amazon every day to work or whatever. It's like, yeah, I don't really want to, but like, I got to make money, you know? Yeah. And so I think there is a bit of that. I think the stars and the guys who have been making money for a while can choose, but these guys are also in their mid late twenties too, where, you know, it, I think their their thinking is okay. You know, if I get it, I get it. But you know, ninety some percent of the people who get it recover fine and don't have an issue. And I, and I, Bill, that that right there is the whole like that percentage, that number, that whoever you know portrayed out into the universe saying that was like as soon as people found that out, they're like, oh, you know what, fuck it, we'll go to a party, no no big deal, like. Not, not a problem. We're going to be fine. If, if 25-year-olds can recover from this and have no problems, shit, I'll go to Wawa. I'll go to the, you know, the, the five and dime up the street. Like, no problem. And I think that's, the, I think that's what you're seeing right now in Florida is, is there's people down in Miami that are just partying on the beach, going crazy, going nuts. And, and you're seeing this huge influx of people get sick, and it's, and it's bad. And the problem with that is those young kids get sick, and then what do they do? They go see their parents, their parents, see their parents, and it's just this vicious cycle of just people getting sick. Well, you know, Bill, you brought up a good thing. I'm, you know, just bringing <clears throat> it back to what you said about, like, players needing the money and the perception of, like, oh, just because they're a professional athlete, you know, it's, you know, there's this perception that they're, they've got, you know, a ton of money, you know, in the bank and stuff like that. That's not always the case. Like, you know, we forget, like, you know, you know, what ESPN shows on television and what they really cover and what the media covers, we see the stars, right? We see the guys that have the 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 several millions of dollars already sitting aside in the bank and they've got the superstar contracts. But what we do what we don't realize still is that 
65% of the NFL is made up of guys on the league minimum salaries, right? And the window, their window of really making it uh, in their in the NFL is three to four years max. And if you're a guy that is on the fringe of making the team every year on that league minimum, and you have to prove yourself in camp every year to to make it in this league for say three to five years before you're before you're out, that's a big deal. You know, get a guy. You, you know, you know, you know. What I think of when I hear these scenarios, and John, I know they're minute and that's not the, the norm. A guy like Gus Edwards, <clears throat> and, and, and you know, a low draft pick undrafted guy made the team, had two solid years, but he's got to worry about Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins coming in and him not having a job. You know, so I think guys like that, and again, not that you know, the bottom end guys drive anything you do. Obviously, the top, the cream always right. You know. Steers and also shit. again, and also again, that is their choice. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I think you know, that is the path that they choose to go down. You know, but but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, and I don't want to speak for anyone else here on this podcast. But if I knew I had the God given talent for three years to live my dream, I don't know, man. I, I'm going for it. You know, and I think most of them are. I mean, I think the. You know the, the you know there's only been a handful, and I don't think again you know there's any ridicule going their way for not playing. But I would have to say, ninety nine percent of the people are playing in the sports. I don't think I've heard a, a large number of people sitting out. I feel it's only been those small number. Small you know, it's a very small number, and you know some of the guys, you know, it, it, it doesn't really boil down to their salary or anything like that. It's they've got family members that are high risk. And they are like, shit, well, if I go and put myself in a high-risk situation, what does that do? What am I doing to my family, potentially? You know? Yeah. And, they're, they're, and you got to respect them for that. I mean, that's, that's a guys like, valid reason. There's guys like Kevin Durant, though, who I know is coming off an injury, and I'm like, not to take advantage of the situation, but like, if you were Kevin Durant and you had a healthy Kyrie and you had a healthy team, like, I kind of want to play, like in no, a situation. too. It's like the situation. Yeah, me as a like, Sixers fan, I don't want him to play. I, I, I know. Sit I know. out, Kyrie. Sit out, sit out, Kevin. I know, but like the fact that it's like it's even playing field at this point, and there's something else that everyone else is dealing with. I feel like it's really anyone's. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if a team like the New Orleans Pelicans were in the finals. I Make wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be run. surprised. And like, how, you know what? And how exciting would that be for us? Exactly. Sitting home, you know. It, if if anything, like I'd love to see like a Lakers Pelicans Western Conference Finals. I'd love to see a Sixers. Well, I bet you would, Mister Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'd love to see a Sixers Heat Eastern Conference Final. You know what I mean? Like the teams that like. We weren't really sure about, and you know, okay, Lakers fine, but like the Pelicans, young guys, hungry, ready to make a name for themselves. Heat, new team, you know, young, you know, young guys with a Jimmy Butler that's hungry. I'd love to see that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I, you that's know, why I think this is like a total like everyone's starting from zero. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like the, the you don't have to worry about those other teams that you know. Could we're like a nine seed, ten seed that could make a run and get in. You don't have to worry about them. It's one 
through eight and everyone rocking and rolling. But you yeah. know what? Like everyone starts at zero. So like, here we go. And it's not like, and it's not like you have home field advantage. You know what I mean? Like that's the other beautiful thing about this. Like yeah. there's no home field advantage. You're rocking and rolling. Everyone's going to the, 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 the basketball court up the street and playing. And You're hooping. It's yeah. just hooping. That's yep. it. Exactly. You know what? Of course I would love this. I mean, I would love, you know, nothing else but to see the Sixers go to the finals, go all the way. But if I had to pick an Eastern Conference finals that does not involve the Sixers, the two teams I would want to see, the Boston Celtics versus Miami Heat. That series... Those two teams would beat the living shit out of each other. On three fit podcast, I'm out. <laughs> Fucking Boston Johnny's new sidekick. Over here. No, I'm telling you that I'm out. Three fit. If you if you look at those two rosters, you tell me that the Celtics versus the Heat, those two rosters, they wouldn't they wouldn't beat each other to death. It would be a it would be Lakers Celtics from the you know the early eighties. Well, that's not, but that's what I don't want. I would I want to completely disagree. I oh. think the Heat. I think the Heat, except for Jimmy Butler, are a bunch of pusses. I don't know, man. Are the toughest team. Come on, bro. The Celtics. I don't know, man. I think that Heat. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Al Horford. I think Jimmy Butler gets the scrap out of them. Motherfuckers are going to bang, 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 bang. You wait, can't wait, tell wait. me that the Bucks that the Bucks are going to bang with anyone. They're not. Is Bill saying that the Sixers are going to bang, bang, bang? I hope they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ben Simmons. Team. Like, you see Ben Simmons today out fishing today. He's really got. Wait, what did Joel do today? Do some sit ups. Ben Simmons was out fishing today in what at the Orlando. Oh, you know, fishing. Hey, and you know, I mean, you gotta you gotta rest the back every now and again. You know. It's yeah, not- yeah. Rest the back. You think LeBron was out fishing? You think LeBron AD was, was out buying fishing? fishing? LeBron was buying fishing companies today. Yeah, oh, like yeah exactly. I'm gonna buy you. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll reverse course of things I said a while back. I think Joel Embiid is probably the uh, is probably the smartest guy on the Sixers. <laughs> I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I wouldn't disagree with you. I, I feel like you know he's young, but he's. I feel like he's um, he's very cultured. Yeah. You know. I just, I just, thought, I find it really odd. Ben Simmons, you think Ben Simmons is just his culture? I, I just yeah. find it really odd that a guy like that, like, goes into like the Orlando bubble, and what is he doing? He's out on a boat fishing. Like, come on, dude! Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's like we said, dude. These guys got money, and they don't want to uh, sit on their ass. Well, yeah. also, what did we just talk about? What did we just? We just had the discussion about this younger generation. How old is Ben Simmons? Yep, exactly right, Matt. Yep. And you give you give someone you give someone someone that young, like I just said, like I tried to picture myself, you know, and that young again in this environment, and I didn't have a hundred million dollars. I'm at, yeah. I can only imagine what I'd be like if I had a hundred million dollars and I was Ben Simmons' age. Like if I told Jesse right, Jesse Lorenz right now, if I said Jesse, I'm cutting you a check for a hundred million dollars. But tomorrow morning, I need you to drive down to Atlantic City at third to go to 13, 13th Avenue and whatever. And I need you to be there at 7 a.m. Jesse Lorenz will be there at 6.30. 6.30. 
You know what I mean? These guys are not doing that. These guys are like, yeah, you know what? I'll get there at like seven fifteen. Maybe, maybe I'll be there by eight. You know what I mean? Like, eh, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. So, I think I think because there's no repercussions. It's like anything else. It's like I I, I think it's just that aloof mentality. It's just like, hey man, I got it. I I didn't get my Lambo washed on the way here. Sorry, I'm an hour late. Like I don't think there's like you said. I agree. I think it's, it's we, what we crown happens. We, we crown these kids too too early. We crown them. Yeah, so I mean they're they're coddled since high school when they play AAU ball because the guys knows who's you know who's going to be big recruits. So from age sixteen and on, everything is the world's their oyster. So why when they actually get paid in the NBA, I think I'm like you know what I've been working hard, but I'm going to work even harder because I only I only have a hundred and fifty million dollar contract whether I play another game again or not. Get the fuck out of here! Like and again is. It's a system is 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 now tarnishing the player. I, I think it's ruining the game. To be honest, it with is you. because the players don't give a shit. Like, yeah, they want to win. I mean, there's probably a good handful or two of really guys that want, like like Giannis. I believe he really wants to win. Like, yeah, but it, wants to win. But Giannis it's is like a great example. Bill. Joel and Jimmy Butler and Kyrie. It's like, yeah, I mean, they they're competitive. They want to win, but I don't think. Like, after a game when you're smiling and hugging everybody, like, yeah, Jordan would shake your hand after a game when he left, but his, he was, like, pissed the fuck off. Well, he, sure. would, he, would, he would smile and shake your hand after he won. Listen. He wouldn't but, do that. You listen to – you watch that documentary, and that's one thing that I said. That he was a unique guy. He was a one-of-a-kind. You're never going to find a guy quite you're like – You're never going to find him. another one like him. The, the closest thing to, Co- to him is probably Kobe. And Kobe learned from him because he 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 texted him and called he him and educated that. himself. And, and you're never going to see a guy like that moving forward because everything now is just given to you. You come out of high school, you're the number one recruit. You're on ESPN already. Then you're on ESPN. What what happens? Oh, uh, signing day. That's 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 uh, broadcasted by ESPN. And then th- then you got to figure out what college you're going to go to. Then you pick a college, and it's like. Here you go. Here's a check for X amount of dollars for everyone in your family and everything. Yeah, but John, now now that whole process is starting to even go backwards because the the top high school recruit coming out for next year, they're saying he's not even he committed to Michigan State, but he's not even going to sniff the court on Michigan State because they're gonna he's going to go right into the G League for a couple of years so he can get sneaker endorsements and Gatorade endorsements and not have to worry about. Being under the the restrictions of of a cop of, of a university, which is, if I remember correctly, fifteen on going almost twenty years ago, they wanted to get they wanted to correct that because they wanted these guys to at least get one year of college under their belt to kind of help with their developmental skills. Mm-hmm. And now so what, we're going backwards again. So what's the point of even signing with Michigan State? Why why not just go right? I think right it's just a, it's, a, it's it's a formality. I think okay. it's a formality thing. I don't. I have no idea. But this kid is supposedly the greatest thing since LeBron James. Okay. It's Michigan State. Huh? I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, and they're saying that he's gonna, he's going to, um, he's gonna, he, he's already committed to Michigan State, but he's going to forego his scholarship to Michigan State and go right into the G League, um, get drafted 
going to the G League for two years in the in you know in the developmental uh, system, maybe even going over into Europe, and so that so that he can start getting paid right away. Imani Bates is that who it yeah. is? Okay. Yes. Widely considered the best high school prospect in more than a decade. Wow. I. He's just dominant. He said he announced his plans for his final two years of high school. He will attend a new prep school that his father, Elgin, is opening this fall. And that's according to ESPN. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy world we live in, man. It's a crazy world, man. It's it's very different than 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 the the league and the players that you know that we looked up to you know in the nine in the late eighties early nineties just totally different like you said you will never see another Michael Jordan we'll never see a guy again that totally made up stories in his head to make him com- to 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 dig dig up a competitive spirit to get give himself that edge night in and night out yeah. To be the best. I mean, he made up stories in his head that weren't even true to to about players. And and to, and to be it, fair, it's not it's not fair to compare everybody to Jordan. No, he's so I you know I I think that you know has to come into play too. I just think the way like the, the, the I feel like the league has interfered with the game enough to where they're trying to dictate what it looks like, and not that they probably always haven't to an extent. But I mean, the real the reality is, is every sport has had a golden era, and we were fortunate to have the '80s and '90s be the golden era of basketball. That 20 year period, basically, and we were old enough to catch the middle of it to the end. Basically, the Jordan run. We 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 got the late. You know, the, I I remember hearing about the Celtics, but the Pistons team winning was like the first time I remember winning watching basketball championships. Yes. They won in 88 or 89. 89-9, 89-90. Yeah, and then, like, with Jordan, obviously. But, like, we're not going to see basketball ever be that good again. There were that many stars. I mean, there had to be at least 25 of the top 50 players to play in that era, if not more. So it's like, you now, know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one thing that, that I think worse we're witnessing now is – the and one of the things that you know you and me bill particularly should be really jazzed about and i am to a certain extent um is just that the 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 shooting talent that is in this 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 generation of of basketball it's like you know back in the in the golden age what you referenced is you know I mean, guys took threes, but that was always the secondary. That was always the secondary type of uh, of oh, play. It was the big man. It was the triangle offense. It nope. was, you know, it was posting up. It was if you didn't have a dominant big man, you you were in trouble. I mean, now it's it's Pass half court, basketball. It's running and gunning, and it's it's hitting borderline half court three three point shots now. It's it's insane, and these guys are consistently averaging from a range that I I never thought we'd ever see. It's it's past half court. Throw it up. It's unbelievable, and they're accurate. That's the thing. Pace and pace. It's pace and pace. Defense doesn't matter. Defense doesn't. The, the NBA is deciding that defense doesn't. doesn't correlate in the ratings, which I would disagree. I think it's like anything else. Some nights it's going to an 88, 86 game fun to watch. 
Sometimes you want to watch Steph Curry and Clay put up 23. Sometimes like, you want to watch a video game. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Oh, so I think trying to control. But I do feel like certain teams don't try to get into that, you know, have to play like the, the warrior way. You know, probably the best way to say it. Yeah. Where you just have positionless guys on the court, five of them. And you have guys that can all do everything basically at some yeah. to some degree. But Phil, I think, just, but Phil like, don't bring up Draymond Green though. What's that? Don't bring up Draymond Green though. Well, I'll bring up the, a guy who's <laughs> very talented, but he's not. I, I I hate when people say the word elite um, <laughs> with him. But that's a whole other. We'll, we'll we'll have a call in for that. We'll have somebody <laughs> call in for that. I I will restrain myself <laughs> tonight. <laughs> but now I guess we I don't have enough whiskey flowing through my veins to, to, Je- Je- to Jesse care. missed that whole one Jesse you logged off earlier and we went we oh, all right that was a late midnight one Je- Jesse you logged off and it was me me Bill and uh, Matt doing a late night you know uh, after after the main record record on on uh, Draymond Green compared to Ben Wallace and and Dennis Rodman and Matt. That went nuclear and, on me. And John and John, John w- was made a big mistake. Huge mistake. Made Huge a big mistake. mistake. You know, don't talk to Matt when he's drinking bullet and has good points. <laughs> <laughs> oh my what, god, with that bullet, he was getting mean. He was getting mean at us. Oh god, I, he was. You trying to agree with him sometimes. He was, I was agreeing with him. I was, getting I was getting crotchety just because I didn't like what I was hearing because I because I what I was hearing was not true. It was, false. <laughs> it was all false allegations, and it was. And then when I would bring in Joe Dark's comments that I oh. Joe Dark filled, that would oh. get him fired up even more. Jesse, well, speaking, of, speaking of Joe Dark like and whiskey, speaking oh of Joe God. Dark and whiskey and going nuclear, he fucking lit my head off, uh, ripped my head right off on on Fourth of July. Good when thing. I said that Ben Simmons needs to work on his body language and his holes on defense, he went, he tore me, he tore me apart. He just tore me apart. Somebody call that guy a patch, man. I love to rip him a new butthole. <laughs> I'll tell you, everybody loves everybody, John. I got a ring. It says love. <laughs> listen, listen, we rip each that. other. We rip each other new buttholes, but it's only out of love. It is. It's and because we've got a passion for the team we support. It's because we all we all play for the same team. You know what I mean? And we all want to see that team succeed, whether it be the Eagles, the Seahawks, I mean, uh, the uh, <laughs> Celtics, the, I mean, uh, the Celtics, <laughs> I mean, the Sixers, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the Phillies and the uh, the Red Wings. I mean, the Flyers and, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> love it but uh yeah no i guess so hopefully fingers crossed nba supposed to start i think july 30th is the first game august 1st for us august, august okay so august 1st that's for august us 1st, i think our games on the 30th i thought i heard but yeah the games start on the 31st the 30th or the 31st but the sixers first game is against the indiana pacers on august 1st 7 p.m that's a loss that's is that a win or a loss? For That's the- a loss. It's a loss. Is Victor Oladipo playing? No. no. No matter if he was, he's not playing. He's still hurt. He's not hurt. playing. All right, that's a win. A w Sixers. Oladipo-less? That's a win. That's a W. That's a Sixers. W? Yep. Okay, so moving on August 3rd. Loss. 
<laughs> With, Doesn't this, matter who they play. August third, we have the Spurs. Yep, that's a win. That's a loss. That's a loss. Not winning back the backs, Bill. They got nobody. They got Demar Derozan mm-hmm. and Patty Mills next. So it's a win. <laughs> yes, I, I, I say a I, I think it's a win. We beat them by like thirty six earlier this year. It's a win. Greg Popovich. Okay, so then moving on to August fifth, we play the Wizards. I think that's a loss. I think the Wizards play us tough. No, Bradley Beal's not playing down there. Bradley Beal's not playing. That's an absolute demolishing of a win. I would agree with Bill on that only because Bradley Bill isn't playing. Okay. Okay. That's three wins. Okay. So I'm going in, we're going into we're going into quarantine league uh three three and oh. I think we are. If we are three healthy. Okay, so then two and one. So this is definitely a loss. We're, we play the magic on the seventh. We're we're losing. We should win that game we beat terrible, the magic. We do not play well against the Magic. We don't, but I don't think their heart's going to be into it. I'm going to get ballsy and say 4 0. That's the <laughs> <laughs> John. Oh, oh, oh man. What do you think? Are you kidding me? We're 500. We're 2 and 2. We're 2 nah, and 2. Yeah. 2 and 2. 4 0 at worst. Bill, they haven't played any games, and you're going to go already 4 0. What do you think? You know why we're going to be good, John? Because we have Bill. our team finally with Al Horford coming off the bench like it should have been. And Shake Milton's going to turn heads in that starting line. Boom. I will take that bet all day. You name your price. I'll give you I'll give you 30 to 1 odds. Okay, before you guys start betting, let's get through the rest of the games. And you can bet <laughs> okay. Finish the record. So we've got Trailblazers next game. Loss. Win. Dame Lillard, Hart's not in it. Uh, but <laughs> we might lose a game at some point. Uh, uh, well, is it a win or a loss, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> That's a win. That's a win. Oh my goodness! It's a win. John's got it at a loss. <laughs> okay, so then we can move on to the Suns. I think I think we beat the Suns. I don't think we're losing a game yet. Six to zero. <laughs> I think we. I think I think we. I think we beat the Suns. So that so to build that six to zero, John. What do you think? Are you kidding me? What? We're two and four. Uh, get the fuck lo- out of here. We're two and four. Get so, out of here. So we lose five to five and one at worst with that record, that team. Five okay. and one at worst. Okay, so you got a loss there. So then, okay, so the last two. Yep. Raptors loss. Yeah. Two and five. And Rockets. Two and six. Probably lost. We that's probably we don't play them good, and we always either win or lose by a point with them. All right, so I so, think, and I too. So we've got, so we've got, Bill. This is partly me and Bill, but mostly Bill. Six and two. Six and two. John's got him yeah. at two and six. I got a two and six, three, <laughs> three and five, depending. We're we're on the cusp. Three and five, well, two and six. Honestly, honestly, John, I think some of them you were you were on the fence. I mean, I think you were on the fence. Uh, Orlando and Suns is a Suns is a Suns is a fringe game. But I can, I don't see us beating Toronto. I don't see us beating the. I don't think you realize how good we were in the twelve games when Toby, Ben, and Joel played together. We Bill, were. But, you're, but here's the problem, Bill. You're you're going. You're with fucking Doc Brown and Marty McFly in the, in the fucking uh, uh, DeLorean, and you're going in time. Okay, that's not happening now. We're we're all starting on the same page. We're 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 in Orlando. We're in a pandemic, and we're starting all fresh. And all of a sudden, you think, oh, these guys are going to come back in Orlando and we're going to be simpatico 
and we're gonna we're gonna be a six and zero team. You're crazy. You're crazy. It's basketball, and not you know it's not rocket science. You basketball, baby. You want an open guy and you put the ball in the net. Crazy, crazy to think six and zero. Crazy. I'm saying six and two. They're finishing. Maybe there's a loss in there. I don't see. Maybe they beat Houston or Toronto at the end. I feel confident at six and two. Very confident. Name your name your price six and two. I'll give it to you. I don't bet and on it, Philly sports. I bet on other sports, but I don't bet on Philly sports. Listen, and if they're not six and two, I'll name my price. Fair enough. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll accept your price. And if that means sleeping at your beach house for two weeks, then I'll take that bet as a loss. <laughs> and in the words of Ted DiBiase, everyone's got a price. Everyone's gonna pay. I'll be I'll be a bigger team for a few weeks. Fine. But you can snuggle with Jesse on the sixth bed. The sixth bed. Well, well I mean, it's got. Oh, I mean, oh, it's oh, got. It's got yeah. seven bedrooms. I mean, bunk beds. <laughs> yep, I got top. Uh, I need Jesse's pickup truck to get the uh, the the pool, pool table down here. You're bringing the pool table down. Oh uh, yeah, it's going right. It's going right in the living room. Becky okayed it today. It's fantastic. Yep, so, we uh, we approved it. So so. So what are you doing with the the man cave now with the the pool table out of it? I mean, your new house. And Nick Foles is all staying in there. Listen, you've you've really spent you've really had a lot of love for Brian Dawkins bobblehead, and I feel like I mean I feel like that place is perfect for you. So I'm going to sign the deed right over to you. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah but all the but all the Nick Foles stuff has to stay, yep. and all yep. the Carson Wentz stuff goes. Yep, it all Those goes. Rules. We're going to burn it. Well, how confused he is. I'm really so, confused. We'll, we'll deal with this off air. Off air. So I think this is a. I think this is a good time to 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 plug our social media channels. Uh, you can hit us up at Forfeit Pod. That's F O U R F E I T Pod. Hey, I remember how to spell it. It's been a minute, but I, I do. I, I I I'm still sharp in that in that area. Email us at forfeitpod at gmail Tell us what you think. Tell us what you. Uh, what you think the outcome of the Sixers will be, the Phillies, um, you know, if you think Deshaun Jackson deserves to get cut or not. Um, guys, is it, is, it, is it a cuttable offense? You tell us. We, we said our piece. You let us know. There you go. You heard it from the wild one. Let us know. Let us know. Hey, we might even, we might even make it a Twitter poll. I think we have a couple Twitter polls. I think we can we can we can throw that one up there. We could also throw up, uh, you know, what the what what do you think the Sixers' record's going to be? Well, six and two, too conservative, most likely. Yes, <laughs> you get your get Bill. Your it doesn't help when you talk as close to the microphone. <laughs> is, is seven and one more realistic? I might be leaning toward Jess, but we're leaving it. You're out of your mind. <laughs> this team is so much better than you think, dude. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. we all know we all know that, but it, you know, there's 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 a little you know concern that a lot of us have is is how the team is being coached. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Well, I was, um, my my he's a busy man. He has to talk about a lot of other things than basketball, John. All right, Bill. <laughs> Bill do you ever watch Deadliest Catch? Oh yeah, without the crabs, we're almost out of gas. Call the Arabs. You're only as good as your captain. Okay, if 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 Ben. And Joe and Al and Josh and all those guys, Tobias, are down on the deck and they're trying to catch crabs. But your but your captain is off well, in the Bahamas. In They'll have no problem catching crabs down there. <laughs> crabs, Ben. Dude, we 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 need a bread impersonation for this. Hey, Ben. Matt, Matt, do your bread impression. Hey guys, 
You guys catching crabs. You guys want crabs. You guys got to go. You were in Florida. You can catch as many crabs as you want down here in Florida. <laughs> I love I mean, it. I, there's nowhere to go from up from there, boys. So, well, hey man, yeah. you know, with all this said, you know, two and six, six and two. I wish the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers all the luck in the world. They're gonna need it because like told you so. man, they might get two games. They might get two games in, and the whole shit gets shut down. Who knows? That's that. That actually could happen. You know what I mean? Fingers crossed. I wonder if there's a number player-wise the league said, "All right, if twenty percent get it, we gotta shut down." Or if it's like over ten, like I wonder what number that has to get it for them to be like it's it's over. Well, I mean, I guess the rules are like, what happens if like God forbid someone like Ben gets it, and then the first game, you know, I don't know, Thaddeus Young gets it. Like, well, here's the thing: J.R. Smith is on an active NBA roster again, so. Who knows? He can crack <laughs> the whole fucking bubble. That's true. Back in LA, but no, we'll see, man. Fingers. Hopefully, for our next episode, we'll have some NBA scores to discuss. Man, I would love it. I mean, yeah, for our next episode, we, we can discuss, you know, uh, who Baseball. won the championship, the NBA championship. I mean, the way that we're the the, the way that we're going, the rate, yeah, the once every four months of recording. Now, listen, we have a bit of bait and switch with the with our listeners to give. Them Make them want and crave us a little bit, but we got to give them a little bit more a little sooner. Well, like I said, we've been out experiencing stuff. I mean, Jesse's Jesse's been out there losing weight. Bill, you've been losing weight and 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 going to Menards out in the middle. Uh, I've been yeah. getting swole, turning into a powerhouse. Listen, so, I, there's I, there's a reason I'm wearing my high school T-shirts. You know, what well, I'm saying? tell us that, John. Tell us, you know, for episode 44, there's a there's a good omen behind 40? this episode. You know, episode forty-four is a is a is a great number because forty-four was my high school basketball number. So I'm representing right now with the Haddon Township High School basketball T-shirt currently on the pod with the uh, with the omen on the back. It says, uh, "You got to believe to belong," and I believe that's a a good omen for Forfeit Podcast. You got to believe to belong to Forfeit Podcast. That's right. Follow us on social media. Goddamn right, F O U R F E I T Pod. On the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. And, and, and breaking news, Forfeit 2020 is going to be at the shore. For at the shore. For at the shore 2020. It's official. We don't have to date when, but it will be happening. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Get your sunblock and, and primarily for Jesse and that bald-ass head of his, get some zinc. <laughs> You're looking at me like you're crazy, but I I don't use zinc. I wear a hat. The expression. I wear a hat too, bro. Okay, all right, good. We're all gonna wear hats. We're all Four, gonna wear some hats. Forfeit hats. Forfeit hats. I'm gonna see how many fucking summer shandies or, or natty natty lights that Jesse can drink on the forfeit deck. Hey man, I'm drinking summer shandy right now. It's you. What are they? Nat natter days. This right episode, episode, John. This this episode I, I'm a, of Forfeit brought to you by... Like, that's... That's easy. Uh, do you, you think Jesse, Kugel. Do you think Jesse could drink a 30-pack of Natter Days and still record an episode? Before yeah, lunchtime. For lunchtime. For yeah. lunchtime. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think that's, I think he'd get to the low 20s and be like, this was a mistake, but we're already this far in. <laughs> so it's like Jesse, a, it's like a case of Natter Jesse. Days. 
Jesse, Jesse and I will buy two cases of Natterdays and we'll do some damage. Matt, I think, would suck down 30 and be like, when are we going to start drinking? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> and I'll, I'd have to stay in the bathroom the whole time because I'd be urinating. Like, oh, Jesus. Well, you know. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse, you eat seafood too? Fucking I. Oh, I got clams and natter days. will be all over the balcony. Just well, puke right, right well, over the top. People will know where to go, where to where where to show up because they'll just see the seagulls just flocking. <laughs> does anyone want to touch on the Phillies and baseball? I mean, does anyone fucking care? Like, I, I've been so turned off by baseball. Just how everything has been handled. Like, I mean, you know, out of all the professional sports. Which oh, one do you think is has handled this COVID uh, COVID shit the best? I mean, Jesse, we'll start with you. Which one? Which one do you think out of all, out of the MLS, MLB? I mean, the NFL you can kind of speak to right now. We'll see that that remains to be seen. But and the NBA, like, which one do you think has has you know kind of represented themselves, you know, the best? I, I would probably say either MLS or NBA. Like, they're they're both doing it well. I mean, MLS every day is saying, talking about all the tests that they're giving every team, every, you know, they're not listing players because they can't. But, you know, the, a game was postponed today because they they had um, two, uh, two guys came back with a potential, like an inconclusive test. So they had to do extra tests today and they hadn't gotten the results back yet. So they postponed the game. Like they're, they're really doing this the, the best way that they can. I mean, and, and, and so far it looks like the NBA is doing the same thing where you don't really have a lot of guys. You, you have guys like opting out, but you don't, you're not seeing the strife that you're seeing with baseball. Yeah. It just seems like baseball's priorities swayed more towards the money and salaries more than safety. And I, and I know that safety is a priority in MLB. I know it's top of mind, but it just doesn't optically. It just does not seem that way. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of the way the media is spinning it, but I feel like if it were that, if it, if, if, if money wasn't that big of an issue, it, we would know. I mean, it's just it just hasn't been handled the way that I think all of us expected it to be. No, it's been a it's been a mess. I think it's hard, and I, I might have missed the beginning of this, but and I love Phillies baseball. I love turning on a game after work and not necessarily watching it, but just having it in the background and having the white noise of the crowd, which you're, we're obviously not going to have. Um, but just having the the game being called and and hearing what's going on and. You know, sitting down, maybe nodding off for an inning or two and waking up. And it's just, it's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I love that, but it's just, it's, it's, I find it hard to, to get behind this season right now. John, sorry to cut you off. I, I know you wanted to add something in. No, I'm just saying, I, it, I think it's hard in the MLB with the amount of guys on a roster and, and, and guys in the company. But it'd be interesting if, you know, how many how many times do the Phillies play the Mets in a regular season? Does anybody know? 
They should play division. They play division teams. I think Jesse is at eighteen or twenty times a season, something like that. And division games. And this no, but I'm saying like Phillies Mets. How many times do the eighteen to twenty? Eighteen twenty times a year that range. Okay, so so why isn't it that like they just say okay, it would be mundane, but the Phillies play the Mets. They the Phil the Mets come to the Phillies, for instance. The Mets go up in a hotel in the Marriott in the center of the city. And they stay there for seven days and they get quarantined. And then you know what? The next seven days, they play, I don't know, four games. And then they stay there for another week and they play another four games. And they just keep playing for the whole week. You play the fucking Mets. And that's what and they're then, doing. They're only going to play teams in their region. Like, we're going to play the Yankees, the Pirates, uh, the Orioles. Like, they're, they're sticking to regions when it starts up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, they're going to travel to San Francisco for the Phillies. So we're going to play the Red Sox, too, aren't we? I'm sure we will, Jesse, at least once or twice. They're going to their, their schedule is going to be so fucking ridiculous. There's no way they make the playoffs. It, and it sucks because we're good, but we got to play, like, the best teams in baseball all year. All right, well, to be, to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, you know what? No Harper, baby, MVP candidate. Can Bar- I, I, yeah, $300 million. I hope you can play every position on the field. You love it. Smart him. move. Smart move. Great hair, bro. Sign JT Riamuto. Yeah, it, it's not hard. Just You gave up one of the top five prospects in all of baseball just to – to get right the, the check. I don't know. I don't. I just think I'd be fired up. Like what they're playing games with this guy for. Like you. Like this guy should be should have been signed a year ago. Like, like what the fuck. Like the the guy you signed for three hundred million. Like you you signed or you traded for Ramuto, got him, and then you signed the three hundred million guy guy who loves him. Why don't you just sign the guy he loves? I don't get it. It's like yeah. Pippen and Jordan. The signing hey, fucking guy. It's like Jimmy Butler. Let, let's trade for Jimmy Butler, and he's yes. our best player, and then let him walk away. Hey, that's yes. okay. Bye, Jimmy. That, you you gave up one of the best prospects in all of baseball to get him. Yeah, like if and you're a not going to and, and and I like Afaro too. Our catcher. Yeah, was. yeah. So it, so it's like it would be one thing if like you traded for JT and he gets you over the hump and you win a World Series, and if he doesn't resign, whatever. You 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 got a, yeah, a chip out of I it. Agree. We were a garbage team before we had him. We were a slightly better garbage team with him, and we gave up. We gave up a possible generational pitcher for a, for a year and a half of the best catcher in baseball. It's a fireable offense. That entire front office is not on fire. Here comes GM 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 Lorenz coming out. <laughs> Day one, pack your shit. You get you fired. If Jesse comes to town, like just I have a box. Get, 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 he'll bring his own boxes with him. If Mister Lorenz calls you down in his office, I you would like absolutely love, love to see Jesse Lorenz as a GM. You walk into oh his office, that big would, Deftones poster still put in the back. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yup. I would punch Matt Clintac right in his fucking face. No, just give him the old, give him the what I gave you, bro. The peewee nut shot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right in the old, right in the old ball bag. Oh. Oh, that kind of just sums up my segment with the Phillies. I mean, I, I don't really want to like, spend that much time on them, you know, unless they start winning, you know. I mean, winning, oh, no. winning, winning cures all. The only thing I'm excited for is a Joe Girardi as our coach. I I, I like Joe Girardi. I really, I do like that. I like I like a New York guy, New York tough, 
Knows this, is, the, this is gonna be a good team. No, man. I don't. It's not so much he's a New York guy. It's, he's a winner. Right, so I mean, like, like he he knows the pressure of being in New York. He's played there. He coached there. Now he's in a Philadelphia market, which isn't New York, but it's very cl- it's very similar, very close, and like maybe a little less pressure. So like, let's see how he does. I I, I like the guy. I think he's like I think he hard nosed, tough. I like a catcher as your as your uh, coach. You know what I mean? Like. That's a tough guy on the field. I agree. I like everything you said. I hundred percent agree with. I think that he's not your bullpen catcher. You know, it's hard to argue with a guy who's played at a high level and won at a high level on every level he's been on. A lot of levels, 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 and And he beat the Phillies in a World Series. So uh, don't get me started. That's fucking. And and that's and Matt, you're right. Built beat the Phillies in a World Series. And one World Series is as a player. Like, what more could you ask for? Is it not Steve Kerr all over again? Like, it Steve is Kerr, player, it is. player as a uh, won a championship on two teams, and then I'll coach for like. Is it not the perfect coach? Like, find that in 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 the NBA. That's the guy who I want to coach my Sixers. That's who I want to coach. Like, I want. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who I want, who's won a championship. You know, uh, I'd be okay with Jason Kidd. I'm I'm okay with Jason Kidd for like two three seasons because he could whip this team into shape. But I think he could teach Ben how to be a better point guard. But Jason Kidd didn't really win a lot as a coach. No, he like, won in Milwaukee, and he was a coach for the Nets when they went deep. That's a couple of years. He didn't win a championship, but he's he's been two yeah, championships as the coach. He, and he coached the Bucks when they had. Before uh, they got yeah. real good. He reminds me of Mark Jackson. He's like, Mark Jackson had all the tools in the toolbox, but just couldn't, like, find the toolbox. Yeah, like, he could be good for Ben, but I think he's too harsh, and I think he would get, like, with this current team, we got a bunch of pussies. We need, um, I'm trying to think who we need. Like, Rick Carlisle would be my kind of guy. Well, he can go anywhere. Cuban won't let him go anywhere. Well, I'm, I'm Rick Carlisle. One as a player, one as a coach. My kind of guy. There's a few guys like that. That I, are. Give me a Van Gundy. I take either Van hey. Gundy. Give me. Uh, don't give me uh, Jeff Van Gundy. You want Stan? I want Stan. I mean, just give me. Give me a Van Gundy. Either. Either one. I mean. Did we lose John? Probably. Yep. We, we lost, lost John. Her. I mean it. Listen, I love Brett Brown. He's a good guy. He's a great guy, but he's just not getting it done. He, he, he if you want to keep him on the roster as like the, the as the as an assistant coach, now nah, you don't do that. Team you're therapist, not. but at this point, your head coach, you, you got to cut the cord. He can't stay. I mean, if he's either the coach or he's gone. You know, and I think depending on how they do, like if they're a total debacle in Orlando, I think he's gone. I think if they do okay, maybe win a series or two in the playoffs, I think he's back next year. I I, I think I, I don't think they're gonna pull the trigger. I mean, I could be wrong though. COVID gave Brett Brown a pass. No. It, it probably did. Unless no. they play like absolute shit out. Not with me. Not with me. If they lose in the first round of the playoffs, then he's out. I think anything other than that, he has, he's back next I year. I honestly think if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, he's fired. That's very, I mean, that should be the bar at this point. 
but maybe the COVID thing buys him another year. I don't know how his contract is because these guys clearly are money sensitive, our ownership group. So I don't know after this year if they, you know. We're going to see if we, if we're not, if we're not moving the needle, COVID or not, you're going to see this fan base start to turn. And if the fan base turns again, that means that this ownership's going to start losing money. It's it's tough though because of the situation. You know what I mean? Like they're they're all so everyone every team sort of dealt this deck of cards, and there's so many variables. Like they could go to the Eastern Conference Finals and half the team could get sick, and then what? Then they canceled everything. You know what I mean? Like I, I know it's like a it, it, that's such a, like a far scheming well, plan, but. Like, that yeah, if Brett, that's an extreme. If Brett Brown, if Brett Brown doesn't win a championship, yeah, he's not going to be back here. Like that's. No, I mean, that's an extreme circumstance. So, like, I'm saying, if everything goes perfect down there in Orlando, and they win, we have they win a every opportunity, we have every opportunity to 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 make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, the NBA Finals, and we don't get it done, Brett Brown should be fired. Yes. Yes. I agree, and, and 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 possibly Elton Brand. Um, I, I don't think they're going to go that far yet, but and I love Elton Brand. I, I I think he's a he's a he's a lead guy. He's a basketball guy. He's a good guy. I just think that uh, I don't think they'll go that far yet, but you know the the moves that he made, the Al Horford thing. And to not advance further than what you've done the past two seasons, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a tough pill to swallow. It, you you kind of, I agree with you 100%, like, the, the moves that they made for Jimmy, the move that they made with Al, it, it sets you up to be Eastern Conference Finals or bust. And then you throw him into this pandemic, and you're like, well, okay, do you get a mulligan? Eh, I don't know if you do get a mulligan. I think, I think it's an even playing field. You have an even better chance now, even better sh- shot, based on the, the, all the characteristics going into this. Yeah. You know, a- everyone's had three months to be healthy. There's no excuse for Joel Embiid to not be healthy. There's no yeah. excuse for Jim, or Ben Simmons not to have a, a 100% back issue, you know, no back issue. There's no excuse for Ben Simmons to show up and not shoot jump shots, all that stuff. So at this point, other than saying like, oh, maybe the, you know, the second guy coming off the bench didn't hit a key shot in the, you know, Eastern Conference semifinals. And then that's why we lost like, okay, fine. But other than that, like this, this team is ha- has a straight shot to go to the Eastern Conference finals. There's no reason they're built for it. Yep. End of story. Can Brett do it? We'll find out. I, I, I hedge my bet and say no. But if he can surprise me and, and, you know, playing in Orlando is, you know, the home field advantage is, it helps them and, or the no home field advantage, excuse me, helps them, great. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe they can beat the Lakers in a, in a seven-game series in Orlando with no home field. And Joel B can take over. I don't know. We'll see. I can only hope. Joel Embiid is the piece of this 100%. 
If Ben Simmons completely plays the same Ben Simmons, fine. We're going to deal with that. If Joel Embiid can say, I am the best player, the most dominant center in the NBA, like Shaquille O'Neal, like Will Chamberlain, like the early years of Dwight Howard, then Joel Embiid can take this team and win a finals. If not, that's it. Blow it up. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we also need players like Toby and and and, and Jay Rich to, to to show up too. I mean I agree with you, but but Joe but Joel is gonna be the is gonna be the X factor. He's the you know he's, I mean? he's the if, he's you the know, go back to Kobe and Shaq. When Shaq when Shaq joined the Lakers, you know, Shaq could have been Orlando Shaq. But no, Shaq turned into a completely different guy, bulked up, was dominant. Same thing with Joel. If Joel shows up and he's at the top of the key, shooting three pointers, this team is destined for failure. If Joel yeah. Embiid's down the box, boxing out, grabbing 12, 13, 20 rebounds a game, forget about it. Forget you're, no one's going to beat them. But he, he's, the, he's the key piece, in my opinion. No excuses for him. I agree. We'll see what we'll see what Joe Dark thinks in a future episode. If he's ever allowed to come back on, because you clearly have vetoed it nine times. Oh, uh, Joe Dark's available when he can come on whenever he wants. Just make sure he, you know, everything that he said in the previous episodes. Make sure he uh, takes ownership. Takes yep. ownership. Yep, exactly. Now that you know that'll be arranged. He's, he's a lot of things, but he, you know, he 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 can stare defeat in the eyes when hey. when on him. If, 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 if he's right, Matt, and Ben Simmons is the generational superstar best defensive player, then you know what? If Ben Simmons can do what he can do and, and, and put up and shut up, and Joel can, can do what they, he can do and shut, put, um, put up and shut up, and then you add those other two guys, three guys, this team should win championships. They should. They're not going to do that. They should win multiple. 100%. They're built for it. But it's like the Bulls. They got rid of Doug Collins, and he was doing okay with them. Sometimes you just got to. Sometimes that change changes the atmosphere. I mean, and it, a lot of things, and <clears throat> I feel like we're headed in that direction. That you know, maybe it's not Brett's fault per se, but we need a new voice in that locker room. Maybe I think Monty you know, was the guy. The, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Brett Brown is Doug Collins. He's doing a good job. But he's not, he's not getting over the hump. Like, I don't feel like his philosophy reigns supreme. Like, Doug and Brett are insane that they're like a player's coach. They give the players benefit of the doubt. They let them this. They're very lenient. Where Phil, from what we saw, wasn't a disciplinarian per se, but he had the style that you were going to play, and that's that. Like, yeah. and, and, and the reason you're going to do it is because you're going to win. So if you you know maybe Ben and Joel buck a new coach's system at first, but if they're twenty five and five, they might be like shit. All right, this is our coach now. Like we got this. But like, here's the thing: also, this- winning changes a lot of things. Yeah, chemistry goes out the window when you win. Like it's, and I think that's really. I think you're right. I think Brett is not his fault. It's not fair to blame him, but I think it's time for a new voice in that locker room. And it's just yeah. hopefully we got picked. The next Phil Jackson, and we're set. We, yeah, <laughs> or, or or hire Phil Jackson. I mean, 
He ruined the Knicks, which is crazy. I can't believe he couldn't get in That's how fucked up the Knicks franchise is. He goes there for three years, and he they leave there just as bad as when he got there. I don't, for, for as much as I shit on Brett Brown, and, and I, I might... I might regret saying this. I don't bl- I don't blame Brett Brown as much as I blame the ownership of this organization. If the ownership held Brett Brown to a standard of winning, of no bullshit, of whatever, I think this team is better than it is today. With this whole like lackadaisical like attitude of like I'm going to buy a stake in this team and I'm going to buy the Devils and the- Focus on this team. Win a championship with this team. Build around this team. With all these other, you know, tentacles out there trying to do things, it, the, the, the focus isn't on this team. And, they, and they've shown nothing in this organization other than they can tank for years, maybe draft okay, and then what? Have, an, uh, have a, 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 base, a baseline 500 team like that can compete? If that's what you want to do, fine. But like, do you want to I mean, win championships or do you want to compete? Team, they've been. I mean, they've been a top three seed the last two years. I mean, this year is a little different, but I mean, Brett's won back to back fifty win seasons, which is not an easy thing to do. <clears> but essentially, you know, this team has been set up for years to for either title or bust, and this is like the first year they've had true expectations and they haven't lived up to them. So it's like. If you have a five-year window and this is your first year of the window, this was a shitty first fucking year of the window, basically. You really think that they have five more years of this current roster? Yeah, I think with Ben and Joel, the way their contracts are set up, and Toby, I think this is a three- to five-year, maybe four range is realistic. But this team's to try to win championships in the next four years. Oof. And if they did, well, honestly, when, when is ben when's Ben Simmons' contract up? Five, after this year, he has five more years. This is the last year of his rookie deal. Then he has a five-year extension. I mean, that's basically the window. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. not going to be signed. Even if he wins two championships, three champ. Even if we turn it on and we win three of the next five, there's no way Ben resigns here. He wants to be out west. He's going to be a. Have to be some crazy thing happening here, like like. We're winning, like, we're on, like, a dynasty run. Yeah, like, Joe, like, he, you know, he wants to maybe play. So, maybe he does, like, a couple one-year deals to kind of ride it out. But even but, then, like, I I mean, think three years from now. Joel Embiid's not going to be the same Joel Embiid now. No, that's what I'm saying. And so, you have three or four years. I mean, and in that fourth year, maybe he's not as great, but he's still dominant. Where Ben's even maybe Ben's, at that point, shooting jump shots to where he's the leader now, like in five years, we, we can only hope that Ben Simmons is shooting jump shots. So, but I think the way the team was built and the additions they made, we're in our window now within the next four years. And if we don't win, you have to blow it up. And if you're not on the doorstep after a year, like if after this year or next year, we're not. And the, like you said, conference finals, I think you got to blow it up and say, well, the team's not good enough. Like they're built to win now. We're not winning. Well, do you, Bill, do you think that after this year, like, if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're not blowing it up? No, I don't. I think the pandemic brought this whole team together next year, whether Brett's here or not. But if next year we don't go to the Conference Finals or the Finals, I think the following year they trade Ben or Joel 100%. 100%. Okay. One of them will be gone. 
And then we start okay. to tear down, like, we'll look to unload Toby, possibly. Uh, you know, Al, we, we, we got Al, I think, for the, what, the three-year, the, four, the fourth-year might be option. Like, well, this team will get dismantled piece by piece if next year we're not a conference final or better team. With staying healthy, barring injuries, I think they're going to give this team one more full year to be together, and then it's going to get blown up if they don't win. So the tanking all comes down to a pandemic bubble season this year and then next year. And then I think this could be the end of the Henke era. Okay. Yeah. That's my opinion. I think that uh, it's pretty accurate. Cause I think Joe Couture is going to be 27, 28. Like you said, John, and I don't think he's going to get any healthier as he gets older. No, he's not he's proven that he don't care about being a basketball shape. That's not going to change all of a sudden. Right. Uh, he had, I mean, literally he got caught out on national TV, played good for one game and then started playing like a pussy again. And was like, I don't know if you were, you know, and then changed his attitude. At first it was, they're right. And I need to play harder. Then it turned into, well, you know, they're just being haters. And what did Charles ever win? It's like, all right, now you're being a baby about it, Joel. They called you out and you don't have the heart to do it night in and night out. That's just a fact. Yeah. There's a lot of guys like you have come through the league, unfortunately. Had all the talent in the world, but they didn't have the drive. Because at this level, they're all as talented as you, bro. It's that yep. simple. Two wants it more, and but you are physically gifted over other people at your position. And well, that's how you the great. And the disappointing thing is, you got you got guys like Shaquille O'Neal, who's like arguably one of the best big men ever, mm-hmm. and he's he's saying. That Joel Embiid is the best big man in the league and can easily dominate this league if he just put in the work. And, like, I mean, I don't know what else Joel Embiid needs to hear, you know? Yeah, what what more than work? Like, what more? You know, work. Work, yeah. work, work. That's it. It, it takes That's a lot, but work. You know what I mean? Like, get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Well, guys, any final thoughts before we wrap it up here? Be fucking safe. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Wear a, ma- wear a mask. It's cool. Wear a cool mask. Wear a cool wear mask. A- Get a designer mask. You yeah. know? Get an eagle's mask. Get an Get eagle's mask. Get a mask. Rep, rep, your seat. Rep, rep one that like makes you look like a dog. I don't know. Just wear one. Whatever, wear something. Man. I saw a guy in Home Depot wearing a t-shirt. Wear a t-shirt around your face. Something. But most importantly... Come on.